and boom goes the dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is January 1st, 2023, and we would like to welcome you to the Boom Goes the Dynamite 2023 AEW Hook Awards. This, of course, is where I and Kevin Ely from the Boom come together with Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins from the Dynamite Show, and we go over the year that has been in AEW and uh, we pick our winners for various awards. We're going to ask you to give us uh, your picks for those awards in the chat. And, uh, yeah, let's get this going. Kevin, how do you want to start this? Oh, uh, you said you also, just, yeah, I'm sorry. Real quickly, um, we apologize for the raccoon trapped in whoever's uh, air ducts. Um, but, uh, we hope we can, you can all work past this. <laughs> I can't be it's the fine. only one that hears this. Oh, I, oh, I hear, hear it. it I want to know who's responsible. I have no idea. I have no, no idea, idea what I'm supposed to be hearing. So maybe it's me. I don't, are, it's like I can't tapping. hear nothing. Are, are, yeah. well, tapping? That kids... might've been me writing. Is it it? It? <laughs> oh, all right. Just write something real quick. Write something. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Shows already off. That's yeah, the raccoon. That's, that, that's okay. the raccoon. Okay. okay, well, I'm done anyway. I thought it was so. James typing. I was about to yell. <laughs> I, was just, I was just finishing because I'm old I school like you, Dave. Sir. So I was finishing my ballot for the, for the, uh, for the hook award. Wait, you, you did actual little research on this and work? Oh, yeah. Oh, the rest of us are free balling this. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, yeah I did. Well, well, Kevin, well, uh, James was doing his intro. That's when I did my research. I actually thought it was about research here. Oh, um, it's got a sticky note. All right. Well, we are we are uh, these are official the awards. So we're we solving mysteries here. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a this is a clear sign. It's going to be a great night. Kevin, I interrupted you just now. That's all right. I wasn't saying anything. I think. Uh, was there anything you want to generally talk about before we uh, go into the specifics? Like uh, I, I for one. Um, it was a, I was I had an odd melancholy feeling about filling out these awards because it was kind of there were yeah. a couple of times I had to be like you know you know I would think winners... of like what was my favorite of the moment of the year and I go oh crap I can't include that that was in WWE <laughs> oh. or or <laughs> like Kevin that was twenty twenty two here yeah you know and, uh, it was you know it was a it was a year of um, mixed emotions I guess yeah you know a lot of my winners I think were very good winners. But they weren't the winners that AEW would have wanted at all, not even close. And so I agree, this is going to be a really interesting show. Okay, what, what's our first category here, Kevin? Uh, let's start with our newcomer of the year. All right, Paul, let's start out with you. Oh, who's, okay. Who's your AEW newcomer of the year, 2023? Well, that was another one where, like, I was, like, I was really trying to think. Okay, who actually debuted in twenty twenty three? Like, I, you know, I, I know last year we had a lot of candidates, um, yeah. but the one that really struck out to me, um, I just kept coming back to as I was thinking about different names was um, Nick Wayne. Yeah, I mean, oh. it seems like an obvious choice, you know, and I, uh, you know, he's only here for really half the year, but. I mean, he's involved in a pretty main event storyline and, and he's uh, shown some character development and yeah. And I, you know, and, and I'm probably forgetting someone obvious, but that's the one I'm thinking of. I really like that one, Paul, because 
he is he's such a young guy who's so good he's already been involved in a number of of major storylines in in swerve going going dark going rogue um and now what's going on with with uh, christian cage and adam copeland he is right there in the middle of some of the more interesting storylines happening in aw today so let's see let's go with kevin next uh, I had a hard time because um, a lot of these people that are newcomers are newcomers full time, but they've been in before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I picked uh, Jay White for my. That's a good choice. one. He was somebody who you know he had done Forbidden Door, he had done some appearances and things, but this was his first year as a full timer, and to me, he was one of the anchors of the year. Um, you know, he was the. When collision started, I felt like he was going to be the 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 flip side to Punk as the 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 uh, I guess the the main baddie of the of the um, Jay show, Stone. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and that's what I thought when I said it. Yeah, no. he would have made a great baddie. He would have been really interesting. Oh my god, he would look great. But I mean, he <laughs> held that place down. And, uh, no, he did the, you know, the best tag team match of the year, um, you know, him and juice, the bullet club, he made the guns relevant. Um, he was great in the, um, world. T- well, I hated when he was carrying around that world title, uh, when yeah. he didn't have it. Cause that, that, that was just, that just offended me, but, uh, um, great title match went to the, uh, you know, I don't know if he can. He's got to rebuild a little bit to get back to being a top guy that I think, you know, he he could be a world champion, but he's probably, what, fifth in the pecking order on that line at most. And they've already started with that win over Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. But but then he lost at the uh, um, the semifinals. So, yeah, I'm still hopeful for him, but I, you know, Jay White was a one with a few un- unbridled high spots to me. You know, he came in, he came in, Kevin, well into the year. Can anybody remember about what month he came in? Uh, was it like March? Really? Okay. I thought it was later than that. That was summer, but maybe yeah. right. Either way, he missed at least a quarter of oh, the year. Oh, you know what? No, it definitely would have been after Mania uh, because there was rumors that he was going to go to WWE, right? So, would it, yeah. yeah, maybe early June? April. Yeah, so April he, 5th. So he April only 5th. came okay. in to AW. Maybe uh, he was only here for three quarters of a year, let's say, something like that. And he had 17 matches, which in AEW is a lot of matches. Yeah. Um, a lot for AEW. So it shows he's been he's, – he's, let me see. They, they're, they're really focusing on him, and I'm hoping that they're planning big things moving into 2024. All right, Paul. Um, not, yeah, Jeff, you're up. <laughs> uh i also went with the full-time thing and people have been in there you've had bigger names you know, I mean will osprey um adam copeland you're gonna get mileage out of them we gotta get mileage out of shibata signing probably uh but i went with uh mark briscoe <sighs> as mine mm. because it's just it's it's a story that should have happened earlier than this yeah, um it should have happened when his brother was alive but yes the passing of his brother makes it as much as you hate to say it, it makes it a much deeper story and more resonant. And especially 
the amount of goodwill he got from this AEW crowds and continues to get for all of his matches when he comes in. He is a welcome presence anytime he is on an AEW yeah. show. Absolutely. Period. Uh, his participation in this tournament, you know, what was, you know, what was a highlight for me as well. But, um, you know, I, I miss his brother dearly. Um, I've said this, and I think the combination of those two would always be money, but you know what? I'm glad he gets to make a big payday now. And uh, so my pick is Mark Briscoe. I love it. Jeff, I love that pick. I came down to two names here and it was kind of uh it, it was between Nick Wayne and Mark Briscoe for me. Um, since Nick Wayne is the younger guy and he's in the big he's in the big storylines, that's who I'm officially gonna give it to. But I felt the exact same way that Jeff did that Jeff does. Um, in that every time he's on the screen, I've got a smile on my face. And uh I, and again, just like Jeff said, I loved him in the tournament. So that's my rookie year, you know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's a newcomer. So I wanted to give it to kind of a uh, someone closer to a rookie. Um, so Nick Wayne's my pick. Love love the Briscoe pick. Um, anybody in the chat, let us know who your pick is for this one. And I believe our next pick is going to be Breakout Star. Yep. Um, so let us know also who you think the Breakout Star of the year has been. And Kevin... Let's start with you. Oh, man. I mean, it has to be Swerve. I, well, I feel like that's one. almost a consensus pick. It, you know, that's a really you know, good I could one. be wrong. I would I would welcome someone else's uh, divergent opinion, but Swerve. <laughs> I'll give you one. Everyone's just assuming Swerve is going to be a world champion next year, or at least, or at least should be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you lo- watched uh, World's End, he even though he was... <laughs> match with freaking Dustin Rhodes he had he was he was the guy who felt like the big deal in the company yeah uh to me and um you know it's funny you brought up the Nick Wayne thing because I had actually completely forgotten about that feud with him and AR Fox and um uh who uh Dick other Wayne people and uh yeah Darby that was the Darby. name I was trying to think yeah. of that was and, one of my favorite angles of the year. Yeah, and he and he saw that to the end, you know, to where it was like there was a definitive ending to that feud when he got put in the coffin by Sting at all in, and it was pretty much door shut at the at that version of Swerve, and then the door opened the next version of Swerve, the next thing he's calling out Hangman Page and he's becoming a top guy. So um this is the gonna be the year of Swerve, I think. I bet you're right on that. By the way, I'm going to throw out some random statistics throughout this episode, including the fact that Sting, I did not realize, undefeated on the year, 12-0. and 0. I, I think he's undefeated in AEW, period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he's man. never lost. And I don't oh, think he ever should. I don't think he ever will. He yeah. clearly never should. No. Let's see. You are correct, 25-0. and 0. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right, Paul, breakout star of the year. All right. Well, Full disclosure, uh, Swerve is my pick. That's who I had first, but I want to give a different name. And uh, I'm assuming that since this is an AEW show and I don't think anybody here is dumb enough to pretend that ROH is actually a different promotion than AEW, right? Yep. So I, for me, and honestly, for 
the year 2023 and for what they actually did in the year 2023 and not to say that the next year won't be bigger for Swerve, I think it's Athena. She headlined two pay-per-views. She carried that division for the whole year. She had the title. I believe she won it on uh, Final Battle last year. So she carried it through the whole year. And and really, she's the only reason to watch ROH. Like, I, I you know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. it's, I've, and trust me, I signed up for the service to get Final Battle. And uh, that show is worthless. Uh, but <laughs> Athena is worth watching. You just reminded me I got to cancel my, uh, oh, so my honor club. It, yeah. That show is never getting picked up by a network unless he makes some changes. But uh, Athena is a highlight. And and she's headlined two pay-per-views, both great matches. She's made Billy Starks a star, who probably could have been a candidate for Newcomer of the Year. Um, oh, I totally forgot about Billy, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm going with Athena. That's a good one. I love that. All right, Jeff, you are up. Break it's Swerve. It has to be Swerve. Um, he went from being very good to great this year. He went from yeah. very good to, I mean, look, that that, uh, that beat down at the uh, – at the Wayne compound is one of the best things AEW did all year, in my yeah. opinion. And then they totally blew it. Um, <laughs> of course. If I, if I were to have a second place, it might be Eddie Kingston. Because I think that, that that tournament made him a star, as opposed to just being a guy that a lot of people like. Now, of course, they need to follow up on it, but I don't think there is an answer other than Swerve. I, look, I like your Athena pick, but um, Swerve – is a star star type star and yeah. and they're getting in this dangerous territory and they love doing this when the heels get over and now we got to figure out a way to make them baby face so we can cheer them yeah, and oh this is where it's going to be dangerous for swerve i think in many in many parts is are they going to break him away from nana are they not how are they going to position him against joe here uh it, it'll be interesting but yeah swerve's my pick who did this <laughs> who did what Kevin. breaking news cody rose will finish his start in 2030 <laughs> okay so for breakout star of the year i i agree with you guys on swerve but i'm going to go with a different pick because i think there's something that needs to be documented here when historians look back on this podcast in the future to see what happened in 2023 and i'm going with orange cassidy for much of the year, he was the star in AEW. His his international title run was absolutely epic. And any time in a year where they lost so many, my God, this is such a terrible pick. We've lost Jeff Hawkins already. My <laughs> Lord. So he's walked off. Yeah. But in protest. After losing so many major stars throughout the year, Orange Cassidy was always there. He had a 29 and one record on as a single this year and i believe he had a total of 50 no 60 matches the most wow. of anyone in aw this year and so i'm going with orange cassidy I, I i agree with you guys with swerve but i just want this on the record there were times when nothing was happening in this company but orange cassidy and the and the one thing i wanted i wanted uh dynamite to start forever with his music hitting Oh yeah, and it did. Like for a while, that was pretty much the opening of the show. Was yeah, was was Jane, which uh, breakout star of the year might also be uh, that song to me. <laughs> and that's that's not a bad idea. And I love this from Sideswipe Seventy saying Tony Storm. 
She uh, she definitely moved up in her star power, I think, this year in AW for sure. James, I really um, like that pick of Orange Cassidy, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I It's one of those things where it's like he's on every week, so you kind of don't appreciate how much bigger he's gotten yeah. in the year 2023. But, yeah, but that guy's possibly the most bankable babyface they have right now. I, th- I think so, because that's something we talked about at the end of the year last year is that we need – we need a real babyface star in AEW, and I think that's the only that's the closest we've gotten to it this year. And I mean, he's low key candidate, low key MVP candidate, really. Yeah, like, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that later, but all right, it would be. Is that everybody? That's that everybody. So next up, I believe Kevin is um, the Elite Delete Award. Yes, the award nope. for a match, moment, or person that you would like to delete from the year, or the butterfly effect award. What one change would you make that would change the course of the year in a positive way, you think? Okay, I'm going to start this one out. CM Punk, delete. Next. Let's start with you, <laughs> Paul Fontaine. <laughs> well, my honestly, my, my, uh, I wouldn't say punk. And I mean, I, I understand why you're saying that, and it's not even a bad choice, but I am going to say, and it's punk related, and I tease this on Ooh. the Dynamite show, um, I would delete AW Collision. As much as I enjoyed that show as it started, and uh, and especially when Punk was on, to be honest with you, and then obviously in the tournament, you know, the tournament's been great. So they've yeah. kind of found their footing, and it's a good show, but it spread them too thin. Mm. And and Tony is all over the place with his booking, and there's not a lot of people watching Collision, so there's angles that only happen on Collision, and then when you get to a pay-per-view like we had on Saturday, half the fans haven't been following those storylines, so they don't know what's going on, and they're not into the characters and the storylines. And I just think that this company wasn't ready for another two hours of primetime television. And I'll also say, you don't give CM Punk Collision and all that power, maybe we don't end up having what happened at Wembley, Um, you know, where he's got all this power and he's telling Jack Perry what angles he can do, what angles he can't do. And yeah. So when Kevin talks about a butterfly effect, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the company create creatively fell apart after collision. And then, and then like it's, it's getting close to being back again, but um, you know, there's, it's a lot, especially for one guy. Paul, that's a, that's a really great answer, especially the insane amount of power they gave him when Christopher Daniels was not allowed to come yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah. Like that's insane. that's madness. That's yeah. madness. You have some of the top stars in your company, like you said, hangman, traveling across the country and then being told, get you know, get back on the plane. There's nothing for you here. <laughs> or else just go to another building, a random building somewhere. So you can cut a 10-second promo. That's madness. Yeah. yeah. All right. Kevin, you're next. Uh, mine. Oh, gosh. I've got a couple. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, then. I, I would I would uh, take out the ramp at Grand Slam. Arthur, <laughs> in, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, just have a normal ramp. At okay. Grand Slam, so that uh, Adam Cole wouldn't jump off of it and uh, destroy <laughs> oh his ankle God. or whatever he did, uh, because I don't think you could have, 
I don't think you could have talked Tony Khan out of doing all this devil stuff and uh, this this black scorpion neo black scorpion angle uh for MJF but doing that would have at least had them resolve it sooner I think and I think it probably would have worked if it had happened sooner and Adam Cole was an active performer when the turn happened and he might actually be a really hot villain right now yeah I don't know but I would have liked to have seen what would have happened if uh if it if things had just gone to plan and not been uh, stalled and uh, for months and months and months, what would you think of, of of instead of getting rid of it, Tone putting an incredibly thick like cushion, like putting Maybe just covers. crash pads in general yeah. around the ring just would have all been a good crash idea pads. because then Mox wouldn't all have the way cost. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what you got, Jeff Hawkins? I came very close to saying MJF's title run. I really Ooh, did. I wow. am not. It has it has been an albatross. I mean, look, I was praising this last year, and I yeah. and it's it was an albatross creatively on this product because the instincts were bad. But I can't get past the one person I would like to delete from this year, and that's Tony Khan. Oh, I, great answer. I am so done with Tony <laughs> Khan being. <laughs> a social presence on AEW shows. I, I, I don't mind him being behind the scenes. I don't mind him running things, but coming out and, and, and talking about how scared he was at, at, at Wembley feared for his life, feared for his life. And then going on TV and his terrible introductions and him being far too into his feels on social media and then ending the year at, at this show being an absolute moral coward um, at the scrum. I am, I am done with Tony Khan uh, being an on the camera fixture, go run things behind the scenes and keep it. He, they even made fun of how bad of a presence he is in that Adam Cole MJF uh, comedy sketch where they go yeah. to knock on the door and he's yelling at them. I mean, even, even his, the parody of him is bad. I want him off the TV. I, I just it, it 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 was just too overwhelming of a choice for me to just go after the guy at the top because and, and I'm tired of him whining. I'm tired of him whining about about WWE uh you know negotiating with other people when he's been loyal this whole time. <laughs> Shut up. This is this is big boy business here, okay? I, I just go be an NPC and be heard. don't even be seen and not heard. Just yeah. don't be seen and don't be heard. That's all I want. I want a year of silence from Tony Khan. That's all I ask. Good luck so with to that. Sum, yeah. so, to, so, to, so to sum that up, Tony Khan is ten ply. He's a he's spineless. Like, come on, man. You were never supposed to be a character, like Sideswipe said. We don't want you as a character. Also. Yeah. My headphones are actively attacking me at this very moment. There we go. Okay, I'm back in business now. Would, would you like to expound your pick a little bit, James? <laughs> oh, no. I was I was just summing up what you said. That's all. I think it's a great pick. Uh, a fantastic pick. Okay, Kevin, are we next up, I'm assuming, is moment of the year. Moment of the year, yes. All Can right. Anything. Jeff, your last pick was so good. We're starting with you. 
<laughs> James would have loved my second place, which was CM Punk returning only to get fired again. But uh, <laughs> I'm going with uh, I'm going with the show at Wembley. It was a big deal for this company. It really yeah. was, um, and it was a big deal for the wrestling business worldwide. And and you can't deny that. And you can't deny the success of it. Uh, so uh, I'm going with Wembley. That's great. Okay, Kevin. I uh, I have a my pick is that but i chose a, a very specific moment in it jungle boy uh, come on <laughs> no no i did almost because that was one of those butterfly effect moments but uh it was actually uh just to give her a little bit of love is soraya's entrance at all in because that was one of those things where it was like that's a i hate to call it this but that was a wrestlemania moment that was mm. one of those things where they were like this is something that only works in this context with this person at this time. And I don't, you know, look, I don't give a rip about the Knight family wrestling family being on TV or, <laughs> you know, I, and, um, I guess her brother's on ROH. Now he was at our show when we went a couple of weeks ago. Good for him. Um, oh, yeah, I was happy just... for him was not super impressed, but, uh, but that was a, that was like a, you know, a chills moment a little bit, you know, with the, with the queen, uh, music and the entrance to it. And I was like, okay, this feels like a W is big, big, big time now. And, uh, you could extend that out to Osprey and all that, but in the fireworks and, you know, but that was the moment that felt uniquely like this is something a W has never been able to pull off to this level before. So essentially the Ke same pick as Jeff, but so Kevin, do you think, the WWE having the brother in NXT is a subtle way of contract tampering. No, the brother's in ROH. Did I say NXT? ROH? Oh, my bad. Okay. You probably said ROH because my brain is half dead. All right, Paul, you're up. Moment of the year. All right. Uh, my moment of the year. And then I'm just going to step away for a second after I give it. Um, okay. The debut of Edge. Um, when, when he came out and that music hit, um, that was huge and everyone knew it was coming and it didn't matter. Um, and they got the rights to the music, which was a big part of it. Um, that again, like, wild. like with, with a lot of things in AW, um, the, the, um, follow-up has been hit and miss. I thought they had a great match on Sunday or Saturday, but, um, you know, I would haven't been a huge fan of a lot of what they've been doing, but, um, especially Edge, but you know he's finding his way, and he's kind of bringing his own bit of WWE ness to AW, and uh, the fans, you know, are getting used, getting into it slowly but surely. But you can't take away the debut. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Mine is underwhelming because it's this basically the same as most of yours, which is all in. It was a transfer. I, I, I want to say a transformational moment for AW, even though they kind of. Just went back to normal, back. <laughs> transformed right back. Like then a few a few days later, but it it was a, a huge moment. And it's it's going to be a hard. It's going to be very difficult for them to top that in any way with the next one. I hope they can. All right. So next up here we have the storyline of the year. <laughs> Sorry, I know there's there's so many to choose from. <laughs> there's so many. Um, I think we need to start with you again on this one, Jeff. 
You are clearly amped up for this. <laughs> can we go over what weren't the storylines of the year and list all of them? <laughs> yeah, we can um, do the anti. No, I'm, I'm going to pick one out a little bit out of left field here. I think the Christian Cage as TNT champion, not TNT champion. This guy has been the 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 rock of the mid card, and yeah. he's been fantastic. His building of this ridiculous feud where he wasn't really holding the title, but he was claiming himself <laughs> yes. as being the holder of the title was he fantastic. Was so I yes, up, it was. It, oh, go uh, ahead. I looked up. Uh, I just happened to be looking today at the title history of the TNT just to see that they recorded uh, Edge and noticed that uh, both Luchasaurus and Christian held the title for 198 days each. Oh, wow. 50, speaking of statistics. That's a wild coincidence if it was. It was the most Man. solid story that they had all year. It yeah. was the one where they had narrative focus the entire time. And it was the one where it logically made sense the entire time. And they didn't bail on it. And they didn't, you know, it, it, was, it was just a great story throughout the year. So that, that was mine. That's a great one. All right. So my pick, I'm going back to my man, Orange Cassidy. A lot of people were invested in his international title run. Then when he lost it, we've got the whole his him hungering for the title belt again. He was he was he was missing his precious. Um, that's my storyline of the year in a year with very few storylines. Um, Jeff's is probably tr- Jeff's pick is probably truer to the idea of storyline of the year. But I'm going with Orange Cassidy yet again. What was Jeff's again? I missed it. It was Christian Cage. And and the Christian Cage Luchasaurus title TNT, run, yeah, which is really really. He was basically saying what what we all have been talking about, which is or thinking that Christian took this mid card storyline and elevated it in a way that probably very few others could do, if anybody else in a in AEW could. All right, I love Kevin, that. you're. Oh, go, go ahead. I love that both of those picks are someone taking a title and making it a bigger deal. That's, yeah. That's, it's almost like titles matter. Who knew? <laughs> it's, it's heartwarming. All right. You're um, next, Kevin. Mine would be uh, Eddie Kingston's journey to positive self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I get, it goes, I get that. It goes back to, uh, September 2020, just a few months after Eddie debuted, he got his first world title match against Moxley, and they established that these guys had a long history and that Mox always kind of, quote, took care of Eddie um, when he he was his own worst enemy. And then that storyline just sort of would get buried under the ground a little bit, but it would always be there. Um, Then that turned into um, Eddie... uh, quote, saving John Moxley from the uh, exploding death match ring, uh, which caught them back together where they teamed together at double or nothing. When the first, uh, uh, live crowd show or live, you know, full daily's play show. Yeah. Um, but then it kicked into gear when Mox, uh, formed the BCC and sort of in a way sort of kicks Eddie to the curb in a little bit to, with his new, uh, high, high stakes, you know, uh, butt kicker friends and, and Claudio. Right. 
and yeah, uh, and, and Brian, the, the guys who look down yeah. on him, right? So now yeah. it's like you've got the storyline of the guy, you and me were on the streets together, and now you're with your buddies who look down on me, and Mox doesn't really... His that's WWE all, buddies, too. Right. That's all pre this year. Um, then the teams with them at Double or Nothing for Anarchy of the Arena pours gasoline on Chris Jericho and gets some on Brian, and Brian's offended by that. Claudio joins the BCC. He's offended by that. Months of feuding, he's just, you know, his self-esteem goes down and down and down and down because he thinks everyone's looking down on him. Then in 2023, he's losing all the time. I didn't check to make sure, but I'm pretty sure this was in 2023. It was when he had his match with Junakiyama. Um, and that might have been late last year, but I believe this was this year. And there was a change where he... Uh, started to like, this is what I love and this is what I'm fighting for. He met his hero, Toshiaki Kawada, and had a great video with him, getting to meet him and tell him that he wears the yellow and black for him. He worked his way up. He won the strong New Japan Strong title. He goes to the G1 for the first time, uh, defeats Claudio for the ROH title in New York, um, and then gets the confidence to put those two titles up on the line in the first tournament to become the the live the dream of having a triple crown and defeats has to go through not only Claudio, but Brian Danielson and ultimately the guy who has always been avoiding him for this time, John Moxley to prove that he can hang at those three guys level. And the interview that they shot, uh, in the locker room afterwards, I know Paul doesn't really watch those, but if you do go check it out. Um, after he's won and he's got the three belts and he's talking to Giancarlo uh, was just so wholesome because he's, he's bringing Giancarlo around and saying, you had this story with me. And he's telling the whole thing about how he never believed in himself. And this is what he loves. And, you know, pro wrestling saved his life. It's all that story, but it's just one of those things where you're like, man, this is the perfect blend of real life and storyline. Um, and it just made me happy. Yeah, Eddie Kingston had a great year. An absolutely great year, and what a way to end it. All right, Paul Fontaine, the ROH historian. Yeah, that story Kevin just told is a heck of a lot better than the story I watched on TV (laughs) with Eddie Kingston. Um, (laughs) That was all on TV. Yeah, if you explain it that way. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, and that's not a slime on you, Kevin. That's a slime on AEW. Um, really so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm also gonna go with Christian Cage, but not like exactly what what Jeff's what I assume Jeff said, because um, I missed it. Um, yeah. But I just the whole patriarchy thing. I just I'm well, really like, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, I I because I like what the specific specificity of the title run mm-hmm. and the way they I do think they messed up on what Saturday I would have had Luchasaurus actually win the belt and then just hand it over to Christian and he just carries it like a champ just like he did before and that's just going to drive Edge nuts but um no like I just like the whole parenting thing and then now that he's with Shayna and uh Shane or sorry Mother Wayne um yes. and uh, <laughs> the fact that she's calling herself mother wayne and christian's calling himself mother wayne and he he goes on and on about how he's mess you know how he's getting together with her it's only going to be a matter of time before the fans start chanting mother bleeper uh at christian and it'll be rightfully so because she's a mother and he's bleeping her um so <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeff's look. The New York crowd did not, did not bite. Well, no, because they were too into the whole Jericho thing. Um, it's too new. And, it's too new. Yeah, it's, it's and it's it's just a little too subtle. But, yeah. Uh, as as she gets more mic time, uh, there because I'm oh, sure that's the, the only reason why it's Mother Wayne, Mother Wayne, Mother Wayne, Mother Wayne. Just over. I love I love that you're calling a, a chant uh, that involves the F word too subtle. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying the story of her being the mother and and what he's doing to her is too subtle. That's all. That's right. what I'm saying. But I'm sure that's why they're doing it. I, I, I Christian is going to be beaming when he hears that cheer chant. It's going to uh, be but, great. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's for me. And uh, yeah. Sorry. So if I if I miss it again, I had to go deal with Emily. So that's, right. that's why I miss Jeff. No I was ignoring him. All right. Well, our next uh, our next category here. Is the name your own award? This could be absolutely anything. Kevin, let's start with you. Um, I well, I hate to go back to all in again, but uh, my name your own award would be uh, best recruitment stunt, which is uh, that entrance they gave Will Osprey uh, at Wembley to give him a hint of what he could get next year uh, at the end of the show if he signs with them. Uh, to me, that was, I don't know that, you know, that experience at uh, Wembley, I don't know how much that played a part be- in his signing, because if he did sign with WWE, he'd probably get many stadium entrances. Um, right. But something about it being in England and, um, you know, getting to do it on his own terms. Um, to me, that felt like another superstar moment that, that was like, you know, even though it was against Chris Jericho and kind of, you know, what fourth, fifth from the top, uh, to me, I, I liked that, that even though he was a one shot guy on that show, they treated him like he was, um, you know, the undertaker or somebody just like, just like a huge, huge, huge star. Um, so that would be mine. All right. What do you have, Jeff? (laughs) I'm actually mentally changing it in my head as we go Uh, (laughs) because I have a two time winner. Biggest disappointment. Women's division challengers. They, 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 again, this year, they couldn't figure it out. And now they're trying other things, which is interesting. They're trying the sports entertainment approach to Tony storm, which is interesting. But Mm -hmm. again, it's another year of, Oh, you challenged for the TBS title. Well, we're going to give you a women's title shot in two weeks or one week. (laughs) Without even earning it and stuff, it, it's it remains this this division remains a disappointment, and a lot of it I think was derailed by Jamie Hader getting hurt. I get that, mm-hmm. um, but also possibly the biggest disappointment was MJF's title run. I, I continue to have that in the back of my a head. Now that I've mentioned it. A lot of weak uh, title runs this year, Jeff. A lot. But this world title has never had a strong title run. That's the problem. Kenny and Omega. It, it, uh, he was doing shtick with with. With uh, Don Callis. I didn't think that was very good. But yeah, I mean, overall, the biggest disappointment to me is that they have not rectified what they did with the women's division. And I'm not sure a malcontent Mercedes Monet yeah. is going to help. Fix it. And they were who just got lowballed by the WWE, in her opinion. I mean, she might be motivated and she might just be Miro. I don't know. It's going to be they, one of They were handed trips. a layup in May and they flubbed it. With uh, Mer- with Mercedes getting injured and having to lose to Willow, yeah, they should yeah. have capitalized on that. And they absolutely they showed they they mentioned it, and then it was like it never happened. And then they even gave her the Owen, and what they do with that? Nothing, nothing. 
Kevin, can you pencil in for next year's award show the Motivated or Miro Award? Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to get that on the list right now. Great, yeah, done. And, and just put down Sasha Banks. Congrats to Andrade today. Right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to pre-award that to uh, Sasha yeah. Banks because that's, be, that's what she'll be going by this time next year. I yeah. All right, Paul Fontaine, who is your pick? All right. What Jeff, is your pick? Um, Jeff, um, you probably want to um, just kind of slide your headphones off your ear i'm, I'm putting Uh-oh. myself on mute i don't know what you're setting up but i'm going to okay uh i i am going with the boom award oh. to uh well you know you know who i should give it to james uh oh, or no. kevin you know who i should give the boom award to roderick strong <laughs> okay roderick strong gets the boom award james james <laughs> <laughs> i warned you it's an excellent pick. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, I, <laughs> Wait, are you are you giving it? So that's okay. Are you giving it to the Boom Award to the man you hate <laughs> because of how much you hate Kevin and I? He is no, he got over. Is? He got it over. He got over a stupid he, gimmick. Like, and I got to give him like props us. for that. Now they're All probably right. going to ignore it now because he's. I hope they do. Anyways. Now he's serious. Yeah, that's right. It's so, Renee. A serious <laughs> scorpion. It's gonna Renee. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "What? <laughs> I can't hear you." Um, yeah, so that's that's mine. I can't wait for yours, James. I did not. I don't have a good one, so I just went with. I have another two-time winner, the Gear of the Year Award, Sky Blue. Not taking any Ooh. questions or comments at this time. <laughs> Nope. All right. Yeah. So let me get that. Let me get that in here for posterity. That could be a dynasty. That could be a dynasty. Which now? Which gear though? Which gear? Because she's wearing the main year. The main exactly. Yeah. That that uh, she almost lost this award very very recently. (laughs) It was her main gear throughout the year. Um, Also, why I don't know whether or not calling her Scott Black. God knows. Match of the year. Ooh. Kevin, we're starting with you, buddy. Um, dang, I was I had two, <laughs> and I was going to wait to see which one was left over. Uh, All right, but... we're starting with you, Jeff Hawkins. No. Oh, the no, I'll, oh, I'll you're on the bench, my friend. Okay, no, go ahead, Kevin, please. Uh, all right, then I'll um I'll pick. Oh, okay, I'll right. pick the one I think is least likely to be picked by others. Uh, okay. I don't know if this is actually my favorite match of the year, but this is one of the ones that I want to make sure people don't forget about which is right. the strap match of Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. It's a good pick. And the reason is um Ricky Stark is one of the unsung heroes of AEW this year. Yeah. That guy comes to play every week and constantly gets the rug pulled out from under him. <laughs> because the bigger stars that he's supposed to be going up against and elevating himself against just keep tripping over themselves. And, um, you know, Omega has diverticulitis. He has a excuse, but, um, you know, feud with punk goes to crap. Uh, so Brian Danielson has to step in and Brian Danielson's decided to make this guy a star by beating the crap out of him. And Ricky Starks just said, thank you, sir. May I have another? Because, uh, 
he's a star man and he and he dresses the part he acts the part he's a professional yeah. um and this was one of those breakthrough matches where he was in there with a legend and he totally held his own and um i want to make sure it doesn't get forgotten that's a really good one kevin by the way can we get match of the year up on the screen here oh yeah i thought i had it uh no, no, hang on let me. me hold on yeah it's there nope oh yeah. just okay there we there go in the middle. there we go I got it on the bottom too. All right. Now, now you, Jeff Hawkins, who's your match of the year? FTR versus bullet club gold, two out of three falls. That was my other one. Yeah, I figured, I fi- and you know what? I, I would have taken it either year. way. I mean, it goes to my, predil- I love tag team wrestling more than singles wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. Came very close to picking that strap match though, Kevin, because I, I loved that as well. And I loved, uh, I loved the Iron Man with MJF and, uh, yeah, Danielson. But uh, I went with this one. It was some, it was because it, it came out of left field because I'm not particularly a big Bullet Club Gold fan. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought sometimes at times that uh, Juice Robinson's antics were a little bit too over the top to the point where I couldn't concentrate because I was laughing too hard at the dumb, <laughs> silly crap he was doing. But all four of these guys, I mean, this was FTR from black and gold NXT days. Yeah, really. In terms of their work here, um, not that not that they've never not been good, but they were motivated in this match. And you can tell, and 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 the the tag team psychology, the way that the two out of the three falls were were paced, um, it, it wasn't like your standard two out of three falls match. You know, it it it, it kind of played a little bit with the with the pacing and the mentality, I, I just absolutely love this match. So and that, that they did it on, on as a TV match with commercials, yeah. like yes. really impressive. And for me, that one was extra special because um, it had been spoiled for me, but incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. So someone had, someone yeah. I had, I think I that was the figure four website and screwed it up or something. No, 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 some, no. <laughs> someone before the show said, Hey, uh, that's going to be a one hour draw. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I, right. I, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So the whole time I'm thinking one hour draw, and then yeah. what three minutes before the draw they they uh, they won, and so it was like the extra added bit of being surprised um, added to it to me. I, I had a I had a moment like that as well where something was uh, a surprise, but it it was the punk return. Um, was uh, what I, I I had gotten that, but I didn't realize Randy Orton had returned too. So when when Randy Orton came out, I popped because I wasn't expecting it because I was expecting Punk because yeah. I'd heard about Punk. But so it, it's nice when you get those unexpected surprises. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, match of the year was tough for me to pick this year, but my mind kept going back to Forbidden Door like it did the year before. So uh, my pick is Kenny versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door this year. That's that all I is, got. It was just a great match. That is a <laughs> great pick. Um, that would have been mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh I want it's your last your last I should have just put James. Is it McDaniel or McDaniels? Singular. Okay. Thank Oddly you. enough. I know that. I've only known you for 15 years. You'd think I'd know that. <laughs> um most people Jeff know Hawk. me as peppermint fatty or peppermint. Yeah. So. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Hawking over there laughing. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So my top two were, were already picked and they were the last two. I forgot about that Danielson Starks match, but 
I do have another one that I think a lot of not a lot of people are going to remember, and probably not as lot, as many a lot of people liked as much as I did. Um, and it's as much for the um, where it took place and how it took place and the placement on the show. And I'm going with FTR and the Young Bucks from All In. Wow, I love that match. Absolutely loved it. I did like the Bullet Club Gold match more. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to pick a different match, but that was my second yeah. best match of the match of the year. And like FTR had an underrated great year. Um, and in a year that was not a great year for tag teams overall in, in the wrestling industry, nope. I believe they were picked as ESPN tag team of the year. And that's, yes. I mean, a solid pick. Uh, you know, I got no questions with it. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, Bushman had a good re- There's not a lot. Young Bucks had a great year too, especially if you include the six man ma- tag matches that they had with the with the mega at the beginning of the year and uh with hangman considering considering they only had nine matches the entire year that's uh that's saying something they had that many that were that good so was it nine total like including total trios tag and i'll bet you they were everything all four stars are better like they i I bet they were yeah they don't well they i think they had one bad match actually that uh against like I, I don't know. It was like action and dready or dark order or something. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really, I really, really like that one. And I wanted to mention it because I remember when I watched it thinking, man, this is, this is so good. Like as a one fall tag team match, I just, I really, really loved it. Let's see. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we got some tag team matches in there. Cause I was trying to think of one. I'm, 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 I'm much like Jeff. I've, I've always preferred tag team wrestling. But I just didn't have one that I thought could beat mine. But you guys came up with some great ones. All right. So this final award. Whoa. Did we forget most favorite performer? Probably so. Performer. Let's do that then. Okay. Most favorite performer. <laughs> my favorite performer. Yeah. My favorite. Oh, performer. My favorite performer. Okay. My God, I'm an excellent host. All right, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> let's start with you on that. We got you. We're a team here. <laughs> uh I'm gonna we're but we're also gonna do MVP this year, right? Yeah. So okay. okay. Yeah. So in order to keep those two people separate, because to me they're the same person, I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. Hmm. That's a really good one. Um wow. there was nobody who just was as consistently satisfying. Uh walk into the ring, talking on the mic, wrestling. Wearing suits, smoking cigars, just, just being a man, just and uh, if and I almost picked um, for my elite delete was um, Punk beating him at all in because I think if if Tony Khan had just made the call at that moment, like as Punk's going to the ring, hey, we're calling an audible, Joe's going over, then I think Joe would have been going super home. hot going in this fall, absolutely. Uh, um, he's just awesome, and I'm happy he's the world champion. I'm looking forward to a brief but illustrious t- title reign, and um, yeah, I'm gonna go with him. Great pick, great pick, Kevin. Jeff, what do you have? I had Jeff Jarrett originally, but I realized most of my favorite he's parts so of him are watching everybody on Twitter panic that he might win a match. <laughs> um, but I love him. He just, I mean, he knows what he he's is. He's so good. And, yeah. Yeah. And he's great at it. And I love it. Look, even that stupid Texas Chainsaw Massacre tie-in oh match. Gosh. He was fantastic. Oh, oh my God. That was fantastic. But, but the winner here is Samoa Joe. Yeah. 
Um, wow. and okay. as, as well, because I look, he's everything I want in an 80s style pro wrestler. He, yeah. he feels tough. He talks trash. He wears a suit nice. He, let, he does it for money and he likes the finer things in life. He exudes legitimacy every time he walks out. And look, there have been guys who do what he does in terms of being in the ring because, like, both Roosh and Andrade have just become, you know, beat the crap out of your machines. And I love that. But Samoa Joe is still the best at it. So I just want to watch Joe chop a dude all day long. And and you know and then and then cut a promo about how much the guy sucks. So so that's all I want out of, out of pro wrestling. I just want talk, fake fighting and talking trash, and that's what Samoa Joe is to me. But shout out to Jeff Jarrett for just being so damn enjoyable as a mid card heel. I w- I was jumping up and down in my seat, literally at in Winnipeg, hoping he's going to win the international title from uh, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> it didn't happen. But the fear on Twitter that night. Oh, oh my I God! Was... Could they possibly give it to Jarrett? Like, and they crawl oh, right wanna, next to oh, me. Oh, I want to lick your tears. <laughs> oh, you know, Jeff, I like what you said about Joe there, and that you could drop him into any era of wrestling, and he could immediately be a top guy, and probably would immediately be a top guy. Um, all right. If you dropped him in 1984, he'd be Jody Hamilton, the assassin. Oh, it's all, I mean, oh yeah, you so put him in Texas that. and give him Skander Akbar as his man. Yes. God, oh, he's great. Yeah. It'd be beautiful. Every, okay, every era except for uh, mid-2010 WWE, I guess. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the one era. Yeah. All right, Paul, uh, you're up next. Right. I, I like Joe, but he wasn't even my favorite Samoan named Joe this year. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, man. I just wow. have to get the line out there. What the hell's wrong with you? Okay, I'm gonna break the internet here, um, because I never would have. Okay, go ahead. Um, I never would have thought this uh, ever. Certainly not before um, this year. And in fact, I famously, famously after I think it was June 2022, I canceled my subscription to New (laughs) Japan World, and I put it back on. On the the dome when Jay White lost the title to Okada, Jay White is my favorite performer of 2023 wow. in AW. All right, this is think, a redemption story for yeah. Paul Fontaine. The Jay, White Jay White was awesome all the time, and he's awesome because he's different. And it, like everybody else is out there trying to have a five star match, and Jay Jay White is out there trying to put over his opponent at all times. Wow, and and he like re- wrestles at a different pace. He's safe, but but compelling. He had the match Jeff talked about. He had great singles matches with MJF, with you know all through the tournament. Um, and I mean, he was undefeated, I believe, uh, like until he lost to MJF. And he's still, I think that when he got pinned by Moxley, might have been the first time he'd been pinned. Um, in, in yeah, he was uh, three and one in singles competition. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that was the only, yeah, the only pinfall loss. So, like, yeah, and, and just, you know, entertaining on the mic, uh, the card, the card blade. I mean, I, I, I can't wait till he has his entourage back. And, uh, you know, they, the, uh, that, that's been sorely missed. And that, I think the guns were the, you know, if, if we were the beneficiaries of this, uh, Continental Classic tournament and all the great matches, the guns, unfortunately, were oh, yeah. lost out because we didn't get to see them. And yeah. they're just coming into their own. But uh, yeah, so Jay White is my favorite performer. 
Fight Game Media is going to blow up at this one. <laughs> By the way, I misspoke. He was three and one in tag matches. He was oh. fifteen and three overall oh. on the year, which is okay. Heck of a record. Yeah. Okay. My favorite performer. This is tough. There's so many wrestlers that did so many things dear to my heart this year. There's Jack Perry. Um, you know, loved Orange Cassidy this year. Of course, uh, Sky Blue, one of the cornerstones of this company. Um, <laughs> but in the end, I went with Swerve Strickland. Hmm. And he is, I have, I thought he was a, a true star from the moment we he were he walked in and he really came into his own this year, starting with the violent assault <laughs> on the Buddy Wayne Wrestling Academy. Unforgivable, the things he did. Unforgivable, and I loved every second of it. Um, and so, yeah, my pick is Swerve Strickland. I love it. That's a great pick. I think if we all like picked a top three, he might be in all three. Maybe I bet he would. Probably. I would. bet he would. Yeah. For me. All right. So. I know the next category has to do with Tony Khan, but I can't remember the full name of it. Kevin. Uh, I don't have a graph for it, but it's the, uh, the thing you would make Tony Khan do <laughs> basically I, in 2023, he has to do one thing you say 2024. Okay. 2024. Yeah. yeah sorry. Okay. All right. So my pick for that is to uh, shut the F up. All right. <laughs> next. <laughs> Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> You took my pick. No. Uh, um one one only one thing. Um how long do we have? Uh kill the scrums. Mm. They serve yeah. no purpose to your product. They are a they're, they're they're look, they were a nice gesture to pretend you were being transparent to wrestling media, but you're not because this whole business is based on deception. So stop it. The people who are involved in these scrums don't know their role. And I mean that literally, because you have, you have content creators who don't know if they're supposed to play journalists or not. You have journalists who are afraid to ask tough questions because they want to continue to have the access so that they can get content for their sites. You shouldn't be putting people who have no, ability to ask a journalistic question in this thing and make them think that, oh, I'm now part of the business when they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically make your talent look stupid most of the mm-hmm. time. Look, there are some funny things that come out of this. But at the same time, like the we've seen with Punk, we've seen with, we've seen with Christian Cage, we've seen with others. Talent comes out there and they see people from these websites that criticize them or report things or whatever. And this is their time to then get their shots in and then makes yeah. for an uncomfortable situation all the way around. And it usually draws away. And this is the big thing from it. It draws away any positive things you had from the night you just had Yep. and focuses all on these yep. clickbait sites that are reporting all the negative crap that happened in these scrums. So I would kill the scrums. That is the best answer I think I've ever heard, Jeff, because it's <laughs> like a referee. When they do well, you don't hear anything from it. And almost everything that's come from these scrums has been an overwhelming negative, from the brawl out to just Tony Khan looking weird and having no backbone. There's only been negatives. If, if you know what the scrum is going and you start seeing things trend on Twitter, it's almost never good. That's a great one. 
Yeah. You know All who right. does it right is WWE. And I don't know how oh they manage to get those people at those things to ask the softball questions that they do, but those are pure entertainment. That's all they are, yeah. and 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 that's all that if they're going to do true shoulder these, comment. That's, well, that's well, all they Paul, should. Oh, you don't think Tony Khan wearing a funny hat and sunglasses having to answer a question about sexual harassment isn't funny? <laughs> I don't know because I'm not watching a two-hour Tony Khan press conference. That's the problem. Like WWE gets it in and out in half an hour. Like yeah. you know, they yes, we had to have a four-hour scrum to get everybody shit in too. Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the greatest Tony Storm performances. We've seen this year putting the hat and the glasses on him, and then bouncing, and then challenging Wendy Richter and leaving, and then and then he looks like a dork while he has to answer Corey Leib's question, which was the only good question in the whole serious question. Yeah, Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Paul's all fired up. Let's hear from you. All right, Uh, Tony, you're about to bring in Mercedes Monet. Uh, you don't want to mess this up. You don't want her to have Jane win James's inaugural Andrade Award in 2024. So <laughs> give yourself a change your quota and tell yourself, okay, we are going to have either two or three women's matches on every single show, no matter what. I guess maybe Rampage could have one since it's only one hour, but um, just do it. And and I don't think it's going to affect your ratings, but if it does. Just stay the course. It'll eventually turn around because if you don't, Sasha Banks is going to be pissed off and she ain't going to be quiet about it. She's and already. If you think she's bad, her fans are way worse. Yes. And, <laughs> and I, I really think they're going to. I think this is going to be a great year yeah. for women's wrestling in AEW. I, hope so. I mean, and it's going to be rough. Don't get me wrong. I sat through years of WWE women's wrestling that wasn't the greatest. But mm-hmm. the end game they is that everyone's better off. They for did it, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah they Those had great three answers. tonight on Raw, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I only saw the oh, and I... Becky put Nia Jax over. Can you imagine? Like, wow. oh wow, and it was a and it was a great match. Great match. I, I would great happening. I would uh, very very good. Uh, okay, I feel like I'm being gaslit. So Kevin, <laughs> on to you. <laughs> um, Sentazon. Really? To me, one of the biggest things they could do to make a difference is be serious about their storytelling and commentary and put people in who can tell good stories and get people out whose whole job is to crack up their coworkers. And who would you replace them with? Nige? I would put Kevin Kelly and Excalibur as the Hmm. main two people and then keep keep Tony and maybe a couple of people as your rotating third guy if they have want to have a third guy. But have Kevin Kelly and Excalibur go out there and uh, have Kevin kind of direct traffic and be the, the storyteller guy and let Excalibur get back to what he does best, which is call insane multi-syllabic move calls at a rapid fire pace and make it feel exciting again. Don't just make it feel like your buddies, like watching wrestling with your buddies and joking around is fun. I don't want to watch other people do it. Like this isn't Twitch. Yeah. And it makes the product seem less important. I think you're dead. It makes the product seem not important. Um, If it's, if it's Kevin Kelly and Excalibur, which one do you think would be better suited to move into the popcorn stand Jones role and really (laughs) deliver the Joneses on this? (laughs) 
Uh, he'll be at home Shabani. watching. I, I keep Shivani <laughs> on that table because I think Shivani brings yeah. that David Crockett role. Yeah, look at him. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That was awesome. You know, that kind of thing. I if like they could that, get yeah. Mauro Ronaldo in there, that would, that oh, would be awesome. Oh, people. Oh, my God. You, people you don't exploding. like that, Jeff? Or? I, I love Mauro. I, but... I love Mauro, but I understand when Mauro decides he's going to get his 90s hip-hop references in, you ain't going to stop him. <laughs> oh, that's like Stokely, even on, want to yeah. Stokely on uh, on those Tony or the uh, Mercedes and – or what was it? The Willow and uh, Statlander. Will, Willow like and Stat, that. yeah. That was on uh, the pre-show the other night. Oh, I mean, he's funny, but he, yeah, it's very distracting. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, Kevin, that seems like something that um, it's another thing where they don't have, I'm guessing they don't have a single person coordinating those people and, 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 and what, how they want them to stay on task throughout the match. And yeah, I'm who not, produces I'm not the announcing is what I'm wondering. Is that Tony? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's Tony. And, and mostly and producing what he's doing is... by producing it is saying, let me do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I like that they're not trying, they're not screaming in anybody's ears, but, that, and that's not what they I'm should talking scream about. in Taz's ear. Shut up with those stupid jokes. <laughs> no. Yeah. They that's could do, point. I mean, you know what? They could have, made. they yeah. could have like Taz and, and, you know, maybe somebody else do like an alternate stream on YouTube or something if for people that actually like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Sideswipe saying there's a yeah. reason the Manning cast is a secondary stream for monday night football and not i love the manning cast but not when i care about the game put tab and nigel on a secondary stream and i'm here for that kind of a yeah yeah. (laughs) absolutely you can have jr do the producing that's actually a good idea for jr like i mean who better to produce to produce the show and not be on it as long as yeah because we're we're not going to hear them so yeah exactly that's not a bad idea yeah, <laughs> I mean, who else is there that could do it? Like, Why does Excalibur know? keep calling things bowling shoe ugly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready for the MVP award? Bowling shoe Jones, bowling yeah. shoe oh, Jones, geez. exactly. Bowling shoe Jones here, but I digress. <laughs> MVP, MVP, yep. let's do it. Um, who wants to start here? Kevin, uh, I'll start. Yeah. Uh, it was all. He's also also my favorite performer, uh, other than Samoa Joe. He's also my favorite wrestler of all time, Brian Danielson. Um, you know, he missed a little time with a broken arm, but my goodness, when I look at this guy's year, um, that Iron Man match was very close to my match of the year. Um, it's in my top five or six, probably of all the matches I've seen this year. Um, and MJF deserves a lot of credit for that too, but, um, I think that was where he really taught MJF how to be a main event talent. And I wish that they had stuck with that direction. I think we wouldn't be, um, I think we wouldn't be as dissatisfied with MJF's reign if, if, if we had seen more of that MJF learning how to be Ric Flair. Um, he had amazing, he had great early matches during the year. Um, wrestled timothy thatcher in yep. february yeah um maybe that was when Ricky starts, was bringing in yeah. all the different yeah bringing in those guys to, pre- to prepare for the iron man had that strap match with um uh starks ricky Stark. had great tag matches had a texas death match um 
Anarchy in the Arena. Zack Sabre Jr. match, Anarchy in the Arena. Uh, let's see, had a match with Swerve. I need to go back and watch. Had a TNT title match with Christian Cage. Um, let's see. Then he then he went through the run into the fall, going into the classic, uh, which I think I give him the credit probably for most of this classic. Uh, I think it was probably his idea, and I think he probably helped lay out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went there and filled out the check marks of who wins and who losses uh, <laughs> to to set up Eddie Kingston's win. Um, great. Uh, let's see what else in there. Fight without honor at the final battle was fun. Um, and then going into the Eddie King, that Eddie Kingston match at the, to where he put Eddie over was great. So he was my MVP. He was the anchor and, uh, he was, he's also the guy who got, who, uh, was involved in getting punk fired. So kudos to him. (laughs) All right. For better or for worse. (laughs) Paul Fontaine, you're up next. All right. My, my opinion, more of my opinion, my, well, my opinion too. My, my answer is not going to be popular, but I believe it's correct. And um, I don't know how you don't give it to MJF. Um, now, you may not have liked the creative, um, you know, and I wasn't a fan of a lot of it, but he held the world title for basically the whole year. He wrestled more often this year than he ever has. I think mm-hmm. uh, 25 matches uh, in AEW this year, which, I mean, mm-hmm. James put over 17 as a big number. Most of those were world title matches. Most of those were main events. Uh, every time he headlined a pay-per-view, they did great numbers. And when he didn't uh, defend his title on a pay-per-view, they did bad numbers. Um, now, that may have been you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy, um, you know, that, you know, they knew it was going to do bad, so they didn't bother having him defend the title. But not only did he wrestle all these matches um, and they did good business, but they were also great matches. Um, you know, you people forget he had a great match with Kanos- Kanosuke Takeshita on uh, in February. Yep. Um, he had uh, he, he beat Brian Danielson, the Ironman match. Um, he had the four way, which was one of the best four ways in history with uh, the four pillars. He had the time limit draw with Adam Cole. That was great. Uh, he carried Hiroshi Tanahashi on no knees to a good match at uh, Forbidden Door. He had a great match with Ethan Page on Collision. Um, he had the run for the ROH tag team titles where he got a kangaroo kick over. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he, did. Yeah, he had the uh, world, ti- world title match with um, FTR. That was great on collision that people forget where he, uh, Dax Harwood pinned him and they didn't follow up on it. Unfortunately, um, beat Adam Cole at all in, uh, in the main event of the biggest non WWE show in wrestling history, uh, beat Samoa Joe at grand slam in a great match, uh, beat juice Robinson in a good match at, uh, at the dot for the dynamite diamond ring had that awesome TV match with Kenny Omega on collision that people forget about. Uh, defended against Garcia in a good match and uh, beat Jay White at full gear and then uh, lost to Samoa Joe in, you know, in a match where he was probably working at about 30% and gave every bit of that 30% to get a, to do a really good match in tough situation. And now he's going to get some much deserved time off. So I'm going with MJF. That's a, that's a really great answer. One of the things I was thinking while you were, while you were talking about that was if we had like a gimmick of the year, or not even gimmick of the year, but 
maybe I should have done this for for. Do we have a storyline award? Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah. I kind of. Yeah. I gave that to Orange Cassidy, but now that I'm thinking about, it, I should have given it to the friendship between MJF and Adam Cole. That was the biggest storyline this year, in my opinion. I, I just it slipped my mind. Um, you know, the kangaroo kick, the trip to Outback, all of this. It was really <laughs> compelling TV. Oddly enough. Um, it was compelling, right. but I also hated it. Like it was them playing video games. I liked that one. It was. Yeah. I, I didn't like most of them. It was simultaneously compelling and annoying. I and, think that's fair. Yeah, it was three bad. women, two for you, one for me. Yeah, then, like, I mean, it, I got Brit. He's like, okay, I'll take all three. All right, Jeff, <laughs> take take it over, my friend. Just so weird because I'm still. I, I have like four in my list. I keep marking them off and thinking about because uh, originally I. I I think Danielson's a, a good choice, but he doesn't want to be valuable. That's the thing that kills me about yeah. it's like, it's like he just he just wants to be one of the guys, and like his character's inconsistent, and but he's always there, and I like that. I came close to tweaking you guys and saying CM Punk because I honestly believe he was very valuable to this company. He was, he was very valuable. He got, he got he got he got a TV show and everything. Um, yeah. Mega Parekh is high on my list too. God bless her being the chief, former chief legal officer of this company and having to deal with these children. Uh, congratulations on her engagement. Um, I'm going to go with Moxley. Okay. Moxley, to me, as much as I love the Danielson pick is great. It really is. And, and I, I also think the punk one, if he hadn't got fired, would have been great. Uh, but I think Moxley... <laughs> He not only is reliable, but he brings a certain. I mean, look, I, I, the bleeding has gotten a bit out of control. I will admit that in front of God in the universe. It, it, it's just a little much for him to have to bleed every week. Um, but he enjoys it. But his his, uh, his selflessness on the uh, on the whole international title thing with Phoenix, I think. Yeah. Uh, the tone he sets. When, when the actual version of Wild Thing plays uh, versus the Tramps, or the Trogs, yeah. it's the Trogs. You know, <laughs> I just remember him going, a flute solo. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do think, uh, you know, overall, in terms of bringing a certain toughness to AEW, that would not be there in a world of guys who are doing comedy skits. And not yeah. wanting to be pro. I also almost, almost came close to saying Joe, but I'm going to mm. go with Mox on this one. And I, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, there, there were people who were MVPs of certain parts of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Mox, Mox throughout the year has been an MVP. So I'm going to go with him. This one was tough. Like CM Punk has drawn money for two, two to three separate television shows this year. You've had standout people. They keep getting signed like Drillistico, Parker Boudreaux. Um, <laughs> it's really tough. And and I think MJF is a really good pick. Mox is a really good pick. In the end, I'm going with the guy who wrestled more than anybody in AW this year. 60 matches, Orange yeah. Cassidy. Yeah, Orange no, that was Cassidy. a good one too. Yeah. 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 Because when I think of valuable, I think they have had such an injury problem for so long in multiple years, but specifically this year. When people go down, Orange is always there, and I think he is a he is it, it's it's kind of like Drew Brees might win MVP, and and you're not, but maybe the most valuable there might have been 
the line that protected him. Kind of a thing like that. I know he's not the biggest star, but he did become a star, I think, this year. And that's my pick, Orange Cassidy. I, I want to go back to something with Jeff's pick with Moxley that he didn't mention that is low-key one of the most valuable things anybody in this company did all year was when he knew that he was concussed, he gave up the title yeah. during the match. I literally mentioned it! Did you? Yeah, he did. Oh, I'm sorry. It <laughs> was the first yeah, thing. Okay. And I then I want to I want to echo what you <laughs> Sorry, I was typing. <laughs> I killed Jeff's feed. Uh, well then I want to put that over because that was that was incredible. And uh, Jeff was right. Also Jeff hope was, Jeff's feed wasn't frozen. He was just holding the pose. Jeff was 100% right. <laughs> but I like Orange Cassidy too. I I would have picked that like as we were talking about favorite and all that. Like I had already written down MJF, but Orange Cassidy's a great pick too. Would anyone like to guess who had the second most matches in AEW this year? Sky Blue. Sky Blue. That's right. 55. Also, no, I was looking at last valuable. year's. I was looking uh-huh. at last year's thing. And uh, Kevin, you had this year was uh, the stage, right? Getting rid of the stage for Tony yeah. Khan. Yeah. Last year, your delete moment was Adam or uh, CM Punk diving off yeah, the stage. Yeah. I noticed that. Yes. Yeah. I'm all about and, protecting the ankles, man. And Absolutely. the one thing you'd have Tony Khan do in 2023, uh, Jeff wanted a women's blood and guts match. Didn't happen. James wanted him to sign Nick Aldis. He went to WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin wanted Eddie Kingston to beat MJF. Well, he beat Moxley and Daniels. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty and close. I asked him to hire an assistant, and he hired Will and Washington. So I got that one. We didn't do predictions. Will in charge of doing podcasts. Should we do, do like uh, one bold more, prediction really for 2024? Maybe one bold prediction. And um, uh, I'm trying to look up. Je- James and I did predictions for who would be holding all the titles this year. Oh, yeah. Last December 31st. I'm trying to pull it up because the it should have emailed. I was so yeah, close yeah. to getting a single one right, which was Chris Statlander with the TBS title. I want to say that I predicted yes, MJF was going to hold it for the whole year, and I, I almost think made you it. Did, yeah. And uh, I wonder I think, who, who, who I got think the you might have said yeah. Sky Blue for the for the TNT. Yeah, right. Yeah. I might have, and then I later went. That's the thing. I said Chris Statlander for the world title, and then later I was like, Oh my god, I should have said Chris for the TNT. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure one of us picked somebody from WWE to come in and take a belt. <laughs> um, so do we so, have our, while Kevin's looking, should we do ahead. our bold predictions? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I will go last because I hadn't thought about a bold prediction. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of hard to do a bold prediction on uh, no notice. Yeah, I will go first. Okay, and great. I will say that. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will both be on the all-in card at Wembley. Ooh, I think wow, that's, that's bold. a great one. That's very bold. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus at Wembley. Okay. That would be fantastic. Jeff, what do you have? Oh, you're you're muted for God knows how long, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't say anything worth a damn during that time anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, let's say that by the end of 2024, that neither Ricky starts nor FTR are still with the company. Oh, oh. that would break my heart. Neither one or either one. He's saying uh, all. 
I'm gonna say neither. I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna say all three all are gonna three. go back to the Fed. Oh, they're getting into time machine. Sorry, I can't. Or they're they're gonna go to WWE. Okay, <laughs> I, I can't resist. Smart ass. I can't. Like I just I don't need thing. your crap right now. That was you just for pre call. <laughs> you already don't listen to half the stuff I say on this show. What do you? <laughs> I I can't believe I. Sorry, Jeff. I it's okay. <laughs> The first one I had an excuse. I literally had my <laughs> headphones off and everything. This one I don't know. Um, Kevin, you got one? Uh, or are you still? Oh looking? wait, no, I got our list though. Oh, good. Uh, bold prediction. Give me time to think. I can tell you who I don't think they'll sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Becky and Seth are. No, I was gonna say anyone. Camille. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Okada. Okada. And uh <laughs> is gonna be interesting. Nice. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna I don't think AEW is gonna get Okada either. Camille, like the from NWA? Yeah, she's free agent. I think she goes to oh, uh TNA. Okay. All right. My prediction is that uh Julia Hart will pin Mercedes Mernay sometime next year. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, so you're also predicting Mercedes Monet and WWE by the end of the year. <laughs> Both could happen. <laughs> <laughs> one, <laughs> one could directly lead to the other. Yeah, one could. <laughs> it seems like the weird thing that I think she'd come in and like just want to put somebody over. Black mist in the face and then lays down for yeah. the three. And then we have oh, a d- dark, dark money. Maybe she'd give her a special purple mist. Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes Midnight. <laughs> All right. I have her list uh, for. Well, I was going to go, I was thinking about going with something to do with AEW television because I think they're in a precarious position right now with WWE trying to move in. But in the end, I'm just going to go with something a little safer that's, I still think, kind of bold. I really do think this is going to be the year of of the women in uh, in AEW. And I think it's going to be a major, I think it's going to be a major part of the television. I think they're moving, going to move to more matches. And I think it's going to be a much better division this year. And I think we kind of saw the start of that um, with uh, World's End. All right. Does a women's match headline a pay-per-view in 2024, James? No. Okay. Oh, you know what? I think think one with Mercedes could. I think that's very possible. I think it's Mercedes and Hater at Wembley. Oh. Oh. That would be a – oh, that would be huge. Mercedes and Julia. (laughs) <laughs> would be good too. Stop that. That's Russell Dream. Okay. <laughs> All right. Real, real quick before we go, we'll okay. just to wrap these up. All right. This were the predictions that uh, James and I made one year ago. Oh, just uh, the two of you. Okay. Just the two of us. Uh, actually, one year ago today. Uh, let's see. We'll start with from the bottom and go up. Well, for the okay. FTW title, James predicted that Christian Cage would be the champion, and I predicted Hook. So that was a safe pick. Nice, yeah. nice work on that one. Uh, ROH TV champion. Okay. James predicted Josh Woods. I predicted I Wheeler Yuta. I think you had the better prediction. I just uh, I knew Josh Woods was in T and was in ROH. Yeah. that's all I knew. Yeah. <laughs> ROH six man. Uh, James predicted Private Party and Matt Hardy, and I predicted Top Flight and Action Andretti. Huh. So it's right that they would be an active team. Yeah. I just wanted Matt Hardy off of AW television. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Yeah. AW trios. 
Uh, let's see. James predicted the Dark Order, and I predicted the House of Black. That came true earlier. Yeah, it did. I think that counts. Uh, ROH Women's Champion. This At this time, it would have been right after Athena won it. Uh, James predicted Riho, and I predicted Hikaru Shida, so we were both way off. Yeah, we were. In a good way, because Athena's awesome. Mm-hmm. Pure Champion. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, James predicted Bandito, and I predicted Dax Harwood. Oh, well, that was a good one. Uh, Ring of Honor champs. James predicted FTR, and I predicted the varsity athletes. We both saw a lot, I guess, in uh, Josh Woods. <laughs> Ring of Honor world champion. Oh, this is sad. James predicted Jay Briscoe. Oh. oh. And Oof. I predicted uh, oh. Samoa Joe. How little we knew. Which title was that one? TV or the Ring of Honor world. world Title? World Title. Okay. Who is the world champion right now? Kingston. Kingston. Yeah, oh, that's right. Triple Crown Champ. Oh, I forgot about that. None of us predicted it would be the. None of us had a prediction for the Continental Crown. No. TBS title. James predicted Chris Statlander. Pretty close, and I predicted Sky Blue. Nice. But there's an asterisk by it, and I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I put the asterisk, but I didn't put what the asterisk means. Uh, TNT title. The asterisk, you say? Yes. I was going to go there, but I, I'm glad you did first. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's, that's what that it might meant. Be it. <laughs> uh, TNT title. Uh, James predicted Jack Perry, and I predicted Ricky Starks. I was, a, I was way was, off on that. Bad picks, though. Yeah. Then you know? tag titles. Oh. Here's where James comes through. His pick was Big Bill and Lance Archer. Ooh. I was so close. Got, got half the yeah. team right. And I predicted Darby Allen and Sting. I'm All right. really uh, sad that I happened. found I found mine and Jeff's predictions that I sent to you guys. Oh, cool. Great. Oh, I okay, can't so, wait. Oh, I don't even know what this is. Go. I don't even think we got these. I don't think we got any of them right. But Perfect. Um, so uh tag tag champions on January first, twenty twenty four. This these are mine. I said okay. men's world champion would be Moxley. Okay. Uh women's world champion Riho. Uh so that's not bad. I mean, she just yeah, so those neither of those are bad. Stop patting yourself on the back, read the rest of them. TNT <laughs> uh, powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. Uh he did win the title at some point. Yeah, he did. TB yeah. TBS Willow. Okay. Uh tag champs, Claudio and Wheeler. Uh trios okay. champs, death triangle. Uh, Pox wacky title, as I was calling it at the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brian Danielson. Okay. Uh, women's tag, I was predicting, would be added by this point, and it was going to be Anna and Tay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, <laughs> that was, that was a whiff. Uh, ROH world champion Josh Woods. So I think we both had Josh Woods at, okay. uh, having a title. Tag champs, the Briscoes. Uh, yep. Unfortunately. Women's, uh, ch- women's uh, champion Serena Deeb in Ring of Honor. Right. Uh, ROH Pure Champion Zach Saber Jr. Oh, that's and a good one. ROH TV Champ Lee Moriarty. Okay, uh, which didn't happen, but he's been in there. So these are Jeff's picks. Yeah. Okay. All right. AW World Kenny Omega. Okay. okay. That's AW Women's pick. whatever Sasha's name is. <laughs> that's also what that's also what James's pick was. Yeah. TNT oh. Title Darby Allen. So he did yeah. win the TNT Title over the course of the year. TBS title Jade again, mm-hmm. uh, tag tag Lucha Bros, okay. trios Adam Cole and the Bucks, 
All Atlantic Wheeler Yuta. Okay. ROH World Champion Danny Garcia. ROH yeah. Women's Tony Storm. So close. A champion, yeah. ROH TV Champion Cesaro. Okay. <laughs> that actually <laughs> happened, I think, didn't it? I think uh, he no, was he, the, was he was the world, world champion. champion. Oh, he was the world yeah. champion. Okay. ROH Pure. I, I give you guys a hundred guesses. You won't come up with who Jeff picked. Did I say <laughs> Jeff Jarrett for this? Nope. Okay. That would be amazing, though. Oh, Leon Ruffin. Yeah, that's it. right. I had Leon Ruffin having this one. Yeah. <laughs> ROH Tag, Big Bill and Brian Cage. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. ROH Six Man, The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, other predictions, FTR walk and Wardlow signs. With I keep saying FTR is going to leave this company every just year. Manifesting it. Just <laughs> yeah. manifesting it. Not that I want them to go to WWE. I know you just think they're going to. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, yeah. they probably would have when Punk got fired, but I don't think they, Tony was going to yeah. let them. The only Kevin, picks you have that some we did. List? The only we had, the ones we had left was women's world title was uh, you picked Mercedes and I picked Brit. And okay. uh, world title, ah. I picked Kenny Omega, and I picked MJF. So I was off by one. Oh, day. okay. So it's you that picked man. MJF. Okay. I, I got one. I predi- you the most one success. prediction. I want everybody to do, and then we can. Leave. Okay. Okay. Who okay. will? St- what will Sting's last match be? Oh, that's a good one. I agree I'll go. With- I, I I go Sting and Darby against uh, against Edge and Christian. Okay. What do you have, Jeff? I was thinking Sting versus Christian for the TNT title. Okay, and that he, he wins, wins it and wins it, and then they kind of retire the title in that form, much like they did with Brody Lee. I would love that. that. Tony that can have a tournament. Sense. That makes that makes sense for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I could I like totally see him doing that. Yeah, I like that one but a lot. Have... I was gonna say Sting and Darby against whoever the tag champs are. Hmm. I th- I think it's gonna be Sting versus Darby Allen. Okay. That's that's a good one, and I, I also predict Ric Flair's going to turn on Sting, but it's going to backfire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that's easy great. money. That is <laughs> one to one, baby. Well, the, the the hard part of that is Ric Flair makes it to Revolution. Yeah. They're, not not they, like they I don't seem to be die, keeping him. They seem to be yeah. minimizing his appearances now. So yeah. yeah. Like They're I said, I just want Flair, Arn, and Tully to come out and do a beatdown of Sting, and then just collapse because they're so tired. Yeah. That's what I really want. <laughs> they just all. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right all right uh that are we gonna do predictions right now for next year oh i don't know I think we just did didn't we? oh for the titles. Oh, for the titles i haven't even thought about it we, we can just do that on the next boom yeah 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 we'll all right you guys write your picks and i'll do though. it too we'll do it at the end of after the dynamite review so okay. that, that gives everyone that's listening or watching that's a, that's a teaser yeah. as the the kids call it Thank you, everyone who tuned in tonight, from me, from Kevin, from Paul, from Jeff, from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here again January 1st, 2025.